Welcome to Love What You Do, Do What You Love podcast. I'm Celeste Wong, AKA the girl in the cafe. I'm a cafe barista, actress, hospitality specialist turned coffee, travel, and lifestyle entrepreneur. Over the years, over the counter, I've been inspired by thousands of successful, passionate, and courageous people who love what they do and do what they love. In each episode, I'll bring you an inspiring person or message to help you create a life of independence and abundance, doing what you love and loving what you do. Let's get into it. Hey guys, I'm so psyched about this podcast. I recorded it in LA and it's my first solo round. Sorry, it's taken a little longer than I had planned to release this episode, but as you'll find out when you're an entrepreneur or freelance, sometimes you have to roll with it, improvise and make the most out of every situation. In this episode, you'll find out a little bit about my background and how I learned that challenging myself to open up has been instrumental in my career. You'll hear how I learned in one part of my life, specifically in hospitality, that I could apply to other parts of life too. I firmly believe that challenging your self-development is extremely important if you want to feel fulfilled in your work, within yourself, and in your relationships. All of these things are really important to me. You do not want to miss this episode. So get your cup of coffee and let's get into it. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode. Before I get started though, I wanted to share some exciting information from my sponsors. I only pick people who I think are awesome to bring onto this podcast, so please support these guys. Today's show is brought to you by Eastpac. Now you guys know how I love to travel and experience new things, and Eastpac really know how to travel the world in style. I only support brands who I think are great, And Eastpac have not only seen me through my fair share of adventures around the world, but they are also providing me with support so that I can bring you some amazing entrepreneurial female guests on this podcast. It feels so good to be supported by a company who recognizes the importance of being a woman with a strong voice, championing independence, while providing inspiration to have the confidence to do what you love, whether that be travel, business, fashion, technology, or in my case, coffee. I'm a massive fan of their suitcases, but especially their bum bags because they look super cool and they are built to resist, just like the next few guests on my show, built to resist the challenges of life, the internal dialogue, and anything else life throws at us. Thank you, Eastpac, for supporting the next few women on my podcast and me so that I can do what I love. This is episode four, a solo round with... Celeste Wong, aka The Girl in the Cafe, for Love What You Do podcast. Hey guys, uh, so I'm in LA at the moment and I thought for my fourth episode I would do a solo round about this podcast, how I came up with it, why I'm doing it, what it's like to move into your side hustle and how to do that, a few of my fears and challenges. Also a bit of background of my career and how I moved through to where I am today. Then at the end, I've answered some questions that some people on Instagram have asked me. This is a show about loving what you do and doing what you love, trying new things, being inspired, having the courage to go outside your comfort zone and try new things, whether they work out or whether they don't. So a part 
of the reason why I'm doing the solo round is to actually experience it for myself to see how it feels for me whether I enjoy it and also whether you guys enjoy it and get something from it. So I wanted to do a podcast for about two to three years. I've been listening to podcasts for many, many years. I absolutely love them. I think that they're such a great medium to learn from, be inspired by a really good use of time, especially when you're commuting a lot. So I used to have to commute into Soho every day. So that's a good chunk of my day there and back. I'm a real believer of making the most of my time, uh, mainly because I think that time is limited. It is the only thing we can't control. What we can control is how we use it and appreciate it. So I've been, I've been listening to podcasts for a long time and I've wanted to do my own podcast for a long time. I knew what I wanted it to be about. And I knew what I wanted it to do, but I wasn't sure how I was going to bring everything together. And I know that for a lot of people, that is, it's quite a hard thing to start your side hustle, but then also make it into something that is consistent and that is going to, you know, stand the test of time. Basically, something that you're going to want to do all the time. Once I started doing the podcast, the process was so much more involved than I thought. So if you are starting something new, that's something to consider. And if you have sponsors or people that you're working with, there are some responsibilities to be aware of, but it can be really great as well. I think the reason why I didn't do it earlier is because I had some other things to do. But to be honest, I guess I was just really scared. I was scared that I wasn't going to be good at it. I was scared that it wasn't going to be exactly how I envisaged it or wanted it to be. So I did mull around about it for obviously a couple of years I even had the music I mean there were there were times where I would get a burst of energy and I'd be like yeah I'm starting it I'm just going to start it I'm just going to start it and I guess um there's two sort of schools of thought about when to start something so there's the one school of thought to start something when you have everything organized you have the finances you have the structure the setup you know exactly where you want to go how you want to do it And basically, until you have everything together, that's when you start. There's that kind of school of thought. And then there's also the school of thought of just diving in and getting into it. If you dive into something, you have to be open to learning and thinking quick so that you can execute well. This can be applied to any project that you do. And it just takes practice as your projects or events or business ideas get even more grand. Well... That was a little segue, but it's just a little background of this podcast and what I've learned so far. I found that I've become very confident in my skills and ability to perform well and execute ideas and projects through my experience over the years from diving in because that has given me knowledge and foresight to plan for other projects and ideas that I have going forward. So there's a little bit of both going on. Because you can't plan everything. There's always going to be something that crops up that you haven't planned for or thought of. You need to get good at troubleshooting and making the best of a situation for all parties involved. And that requires you to trust yourself and take more and more risks. Yeah, so that's what I have to say about that and just kind of where this podcast was sort of born. Speaking of which, I was born and raised in New Zealand. I 
studied marketing and design. So I have uh, an honours degree in commerce and consumer and applied sciences. I moved to Melbourne after I studied and then to London. I've been working in coffee throughout, like I started working in cafes and specifically in specialty coffee since I was studying. And so when I went to Melbourne, I did a whole lot of different things. I ran a cafe. I was also in the fashion industry where I helped, uh, I was like assistant producer to uh, this amazing woman who is an incredible entrepreneur herself and learned a lot about um, producing events, so specifically fashion shows. So I would uh, do all the backstage stuff for um, Australian Fashion Week and, and I got to fly overseas and, and do that as a contractual sort of job straight out of uni. Uh, that was also when I decided to start acting and and learning about the craft and learning about the film industry because I'd always been really interested in that and I guess I was kind of rebelling against my own education in a way because it was something that was really important mainly to my family and so I did that and I felt like I did I studied to a high degree and then when I moved to Melbourne, I, I kind of wanted to spread my wings a little bit and take some risks. So I guess that was where I first got the courage to do something a little different to the expectations that were put on me. And it was a really interesting time. I didn't feel particularly like I was on track of anything. I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do, which I guess was evident by the variety of things that I was doing. After quite an intense few years and a couple of years in Melbourne, uh, which was great, I learned a lot more about coffee, but also about business and people. And I decided to move to London because I'd been doing quite well in, in my acting career at that time as well. So I thought, hey, why don't I go over? I had some friends over there. And it was quite different to what I expected. It wasn't worse or better. It was just really different. London is a really hard place to go, especially when you're young. The dollar is really weak against the pound. And uh, being in the coffee industry over there at that time, you know, 13 years ago, I wasn't getting paid very much. I'd, I'd come from actually being paid very well mainly because I was doing a lot of different things but generally the pay in Australia was a lot better and yeah I went to London I had some family friends there which was which was such a great support to have for the first few months and I landed a job pretty much straight away because of my work in the coffee industry already I landed a job at a really probably the most reputable kind of famous place in Soho called Flat White, which was famous uh, around the world for being an artisan antipodean cafe. So that was exciting. And, you know, for the next seven years, they became my family. We opened a second cafe, so I quickly went down there to that cafe. And at the same time, I was auditioning and trying to get into the acting industry. I thought it would be so much easier I don't know, I, I guess I was naive. You know, that was hard. So I've been in the coffee industry for such a long time and when the owners of Flat White, uh, one of the owners, he decided to move back to New Zealand and, and sold his part 
you know, things kind of changed. So I was really hustling. I was hustling to be an actor. I was always working so hard in the cafe. I actually really, I loved it. Early on in, in those days in Soho, I was actually having a bit of a hard time because even though eventually the all the staff we became family they became my family essentially it was a really confusing time because i was there i loved coffee i loved making coffee but i had this idea of who i should be in the hospitality industry and i had an idea of at that time for some reason that a customer was really separate from the worker and i would never really engage in conversation it was kind of weird now that i think about it it's it's kind of strange so i kept myself really separate i was very private i really shied away from any personal questions i mean in the beginning i was also i guess when looking back kind of standoffish to my colleagues as well to a certain degree because i had this idea of being professional and this professionalism that i had to uphold and and I believed in at the time and my brother actually was going through some really interesting uh, times he's an incredible guy and anything he gets into he really goes 100% and he researches reads books listens to whatever he can and he had put me on to this couple this American couple called Ariel and Shia Kane and I, I read I started reading their books to kind of understand where he was coming from and and essentially it's all about living in the moment so when I was in the cafe I was everything was really slow I didn't feel that fulfilled I was just I became everything became so autonomous in terms of making coffee I was good at my job I was efficient everything was kind of autonomous I'm not saying it was boring but it became every day sort of became the same so Ariel and Shia Kane are all about living in the moment and they place a strong emphasis on listening. I always thought that I was a pretty good listener. It's evident that I wasn't and I'm still working on it because I don't think I'm a particularly good listener. But I think listening is such an important part uh, to relating and connecting. And we forget to listen all the time. And so this was really integral stuff for me. And I still go back to their material because I find it so grounding because I forget that I don't listen. I started engaging a little bit more slowly each day with my customers and I had this feeling of it was a completely different feeling I would come home and the day would not have been really any different to any other day yet I didn't feel tired I felt energized I felt so interested in everyone around me I felt special and lucky to be having these conversations with the people that I was encountering the people that I thought were boring or didn't even give a thought to and through this process of asking questions really getting out of my comfort zone I felt so uncomfortable in the beginning I had to force myself to ask questions I began to relate and connect to these people and I just got so inspired by the fact that these people were so different to how I had perceived them and how I had prejudged them that it made me think how wrong had I been about so many other things in life and that 
really started my journey of curiosity into people and into also learning about myself as well in the process. I guess that explains a lot about sort of where I am now and how I got to where I am today. I've never said that. So fast forward a little bit, I moved on to another cafe. I became head of coffee there. Uh, it was They had three cafes at the time and it was a really full-on job. I loved it. I was really able to you know, make that job my own. And I tried to carry through the same principles as I did when I was working at the other place. I was still auditioning and, and doing those things. But there's just something had kind of uh, overshadowed everything. Maybe there was just, there were, I had too many responsibilities and I, I just wanted to be achieving more and I didn't know how much further I could go in the industry. I was already assistant general manager of a very, very busy cafe. It actually had two, like it owned the two spots beside each other. So it was quite a big thing to juggle and also the the structure of the system wasn't great and I didn't really have much control over that I just kind of had to roll with it so I guess I was feeling some pressures I was feeling a little bit unfulfilled I didn't feel like I was really contributing to the world and, and that became a real growing thing inside of me that I wanted to contribute more to society and more to the world in some way but in my own way and I started thinking about all the things that I loved and the three, I came, to, it came down to three things. I love coffee, I love film and media, so that like creation. And I realized I actually love people and, and talking to people and being inspired by people. And I thought, man, what if I could combine everything together and I could inspire other people through these, the people that I know and the amazing people that I've met over the years? Because after talking and meeting with so thousands of customers that would come in over the years, I had heard so many inspiring stories. I've, I'd met famous people. I'd met people that were at the top of their industries and fields. We would engage in really quite intimate and special conversations. And I would think, man, if, if only I could share this with a 14-year-old kid who was going through self-doubt and heard the story of my friend who overcame that, overcame those odds, was feeling the same way. So those sorts of thoughts were going through my mind and, and one day just coming back from the bank, it hit me and I decided to embark on a web series while I was still working full-time as well. And that really was a journey of... Um, of where I am today. So I started this web series. I had no experience in producing. I didn't know anyone who could do any of this stuff. I didn't even know if I could really interview anyone. I didn't know if I could would be a very good presenter. It really brought up all these hang-ups about myself and what I couldn't do. So it was a real conscious effort to ignore all of that because my desire to actually do something, my desire to actually produce this thing that I didn't have any experience in, my desire to inspire the world with the people that I knew, the, the, the things that, the assets that I had that were unique to me, 
uh, became so much stronger than any of the self-doubt that I had that I just kind of bulldozed through everything. It, it made me it made me feel like all of those negative things that we always think about in the back of our head, uh, all the challenges, all the things that the excuses, they just became a challenge to overcome. I kind of looked forward to it. I was like, yeah, I'm, I just looked forward to conquering it. And it was just, I've never really, I'd, I had never really felt that strongly or that clearly about something before. And eventually we finished a web series, which was an interview series where I chatted to successful, interesting, inspiring people over coffee. And I, at the end, I would get them to actually make me a coffee. These people would be super confident and successful in their own fields and, and be and basically be the boss. And then when I would ask them to make a coffee for me, they would completely get nervous and it was really funny. They would they would, you know, I would kind of heckle them a little bit, but it was really interesting and entertaining. So that eventually got on to Air New Zealand and Flight Entertainment. And I guess I, I've wanted to produce something like that again. I wanted to have this piece of work that I had imagined and envisaged to exist and that was really really important. I guess this podcast is a version of that so I really hope that you are and continue to enjoy and get something from my podcasts. I'm super excited to see what it can grow into and I always welcome your feedback and suggestions and really appreciate your support. Please do like and rate this podcast on Apple iTunes. Also feel free to message me directly at love what you do podcast on Instagram or through my website. All my podcasts and everything related to show notes and my other guests and upcoming guests will be at thegirlinthecafe.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Okay, so I've been asked a couple of questions through the people on Instagram, which has been fantastic. So one of the questions that someone has asked me is, why is it your mission to inspire people? And I didn't realize that that was actually my mission, but every time I do something, I'm wanting to inspire people. And I think after having spoken to you guys today, that one of the reasons why I want to inspire people and it's not just me I don't want you just to be inspired by me I want you to be inspired by the work that I do and the people that I get on my shows mainly because I know how it feels and how much I get from being inspired by other people being inspired by others creates inspiration inside of you which creates then an output of something else. It is a transferal of energy between people and I feel like it's cyclical so it can continue on and on and on and on and that is so exciting to me. I guess I guess it's a feeling. I, I want other people to feel it too so I'm not sure if that's the right answer or a good enough answer to that question but that's my answer for today. Maybe ask me in a couple of uh, episodes later and Maybe I'll do another solo round. So another question was, if you could go back to when you finished high school, what would your advice be? As in, would you do anything differently knowing what you know now? To be honest, I 
I don't really like to think how things could be different. I, because I spent so much of my life wanting things to be different. One in particular um, is that my dad died when I was really young, when I was seven, and I've spent most of my life wishing that that didn't happen. And I still do every now and then, but I also don't think it does me any service because we can't really change the past. You know, we can only make decisions in the moment which will affect our future. But you know, we're all human, so we all sort of look back and wish that things could be different. I guess because now I know how my life has turned out or is turning out, and it's not bad, <laughs> I guess I would say to myself, probably would have told myself to take more financial risks, to take more risks and do it faster. Another question is, do you find that it's better to be singularly focused or look for inspiration everywhere? As for looking for inspiration, I think inspiration is everywhere and I think it's where your mind is at. So I think inspiration generally is like one of the most important things we have and we can get it from everything, but it does depend on where your mind is at. I think sometimes though you do need to have a bit of a break. Uh, just to, to clear your head and to not put so much pressure on yourself to be inspired because that's just making it like work. You don't want inspiration to be work. You want it to be organic and natural and for you to really feel it in your bones, for it to spark an energy that propels you into action and into doing and into creativity so yes I think there are times where you should look for inspiration everywhere when you're in that kind of frame of mind where you're just absorbing everything I love it when I'm in that space and I'm just like bam 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 and that is an amazing feeling but it doesn't come all the time but that is a reflection of where my mind is at and where I'm at at that point in time and just taking a bit of a step back is also really good because it'll naturally come to you when you are ready to be inspired that's individual i think that's about being aware of ourselves uh the last question is do you ever doubt you're on the right path and how do you shake that feeling hmm. yes i do doubt that i'm on the on the right path sometimes i often think that if something isn't going my way or i'm feeling uncomfortable but i do have to just sit back and and now I ask myself, am I feeling this because I'm scared or I'm fearful of failure or I'm fearful of success? Is this feeling actually real or am I just going through like a hormonal time because that is legit? Or is it actually founded? Is it actually because of another person or is it because of something that I, a pressure that I'm putting on myself. Um, so yes, I definitely do doubt whether I'm on the right path. Not a lot of the time now, because what I'm doing now is what I want to do. But when things, when there, when there's friction or there's conflict, yeah, I, I do. I think, oh, am I, 
is this what I should be doing? And I really just have to kind of not focus on that too much. I just need to really more concentrate on what is it that I want to do? What is my end goal? What are my values? I think having a really strong value system is super, super important in anything. I think both for your business and also personally that you know what your values are and that they are strong will really guide you in any kind of situation. If you know what it is that you want, who it is that you want to be, what your values are, if you can reiterate that and think about that consciously so that it becomes subconscious and keep coming back to it, that will get you back on the right path, on whatever path you're meant to be on, I believe. It'll shake that feeling and you'll naturally come back to your true self. So that's one way of shaking that feeling. So yeah, I think that is going to be the end of my solo round. I have learned a lot from doing this solo round. I am really excited. I've got so many more guests to bring on this show. If you guys have any suggestions on who you'd like me to talk to, please send me an email, a direct message. You can get me on every social platform. So uh, yeah, there's no excuse. Thanks guys. Have a great day and I will be here to bring you more awesome conversations. See ya. Thanks again to global brand Eastpac for sponsoring this episode supporting kick-ass women doing what they love to do. If you were inspired or learned something or want to find out more, head over to thegirlinthecafe.co.uk forward slash podcast where you'll be able to link to everything. Please be sure to subscribe, share and leave a review on iTunes because it helps this podcast's ranking so that more people can learn and enjoy the contents of this show. Have an awesome week, guys, and I'll be here with a coffee in hand to have more insightful conversations with my next inspiring guest.